0: 720 WGN. I feel like Rick Bayless never needs an introduction, but maybe, maybe you haven't heard of him. I don't know how. I remember first seeing him on PBS and love his recipes, his restaurants. He's identified as a celebrity chef, but he's a big restaurateur here in Chicago. And you're in Mexico City right now, Bayless?
1: That is exactly where I am, and I apologize there's a little bit of noise around me, but uh, we do several trips with our management staff during the year uh, to introduce them to or to let them go deeper into the culture of mexico and I'm on one of those trips right now Oh, that's awesome.
0: We have one of our guys on the show who's headed to Italy with a group of listeners tomorrow we all We all mm-hmm. you know like to experience that, so let's talk about the change in the way. We tip um, in sub-minimum wages and, and why this is working for you. Because I think a lot of us are just, I know for me, just tell me what the bill is and I'll pay it. Okay. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that that actually it does make it way easier on the, the diner, but we have all grown up in a culture of tipping, and we're one of the few places in the whole world that does that, um, and it really creates a, a very unusual dynamic in restaurants, and I don't think a lot of our guests think about that at all, but when you are tipping your server, especially in a restaurant um, that where you've gotten some really good service, say, um, do you you have to think about that server is not necessarily working for us as restaurants. They are really working for you as the diner. Now that may sound really great to a diner, but it creates a real discrepancy in the restaurant and um, a lack of balance uh, amongst the staff. Um, And so I, I will say that what we're getting at here is that during COVID, we made a big change. And instead of doing tipping, we just said we were going to put a uh, 20% service charge onto your bill and we were going to pay our servers the full wage that they deserve. And then they could count on their, their, um, their, uh, Salary all the time, where if you just really think about it during, especially in Chicago, during the winter, they make so much less. In the summer, they make more. Um, But it's not a wage that you could really count on. And I will say, it keeps people away from our business. So my goal is to bring professionalism to the restaurant business, anything that I can do. And during COVID, we said, we're going to take this big jump. We're going to pay hourly to our servers the full wage that they deserve whether it's in February or whether it's in August.
0: You know, I love that because when I was waiting tables, I remember I read an article and they said, well, if you put a flower in your hair and you smile a lot and you write a little cutesy note on the receipt, maybe your tip will go up. Now, I wasn't at an establishment like yours, but I also saw people who didn't like the skin color of their server or they didn't like their gender identity. And so the tip goes down, not based on their work, but based on what they look like.
1: Exactly, and that takes away from the professionalism, because you could have a server that perhaps you don't like something about them, but they're doing an exceptionally good job, and then it might be reflected in the tip if there's something about that person that you don't like, and that's really not fair. They're doing a really good job, and I say, let's just bring a a really sufficient living wage to our service staff and get away from all the tipping stuff.
0: So you've done it. And I understand that at your restaurants, wages start about 24 bucks an hour for servers, dishwashers at $19 an hour. If people want to tip above that 20% that is on the bill, of course, they can do that. Is that then split among everybody who's working the floor? Or is that the individual servers tip to take home?
1: Um, it's split from between everybody that's working the floor. And I will say that we are, our guests have been so incredibly generous. And so our servers are making a really, really good, uh, wage now. But it's, I'll tell you in February, they are so thankful that they don't have to try to go out and get a second job just because restaurant business is down as it is every February. And I really like that because it means that they can really count on us as restaurateurs to be providing for them exactly what they need
0: well and they can get a car loan they can prove their wages you know this is so rent true. you know yes. people are like well how can you prove you make that in tips so rick it's working for you at your four restaurants in chicago this is rick bayless by the way who's joining us on wgn um do you think the movement is afloat i know there's been legislative efforts to change the sub-minimum wage what do you think is going to happen in the future
1: well, I, I, I wanted to get rid of the sub-minimum wage because I think probably a lot of our, our, our listeners don't even know that right now in the city of Chicago, that's a little over nine dollars an hour if you're a tipped employee. Um, and in the, the state in, I mean, in the, Un- Well, let me see, it's in the state of Illinois, it can drop all the way down to $2.71 if you're a tipped employee. Well, that's not a livable wage. And of course, then people are trying to figure out ways to get bigger tips and so forth and so on. So I I, I think it's not just the sub-minimum wage. I think it's the approach to tipping. (laughs) And I think that Either, as a culture, we have to go to adding a service charge, as we have done, on there, and you say, okay, this is covering all the service, and we don't have to think about it, or um, what would be the most ideal thing is that, like they do in Europe, where you just get a bill for your food and, and beverages, and it's all included. And that would be the, my ideal of where we're going to be. I think we're a long ways from it, but I do think it is something that we can use as an ideal.
0: Well, based on people texting in right now, they like it.
1: Yeah, they
0: they seem to be on board. Well, enjoy your trip with everyone in Mexico City, and tell everybody the names of your restaurants in Chicago, because I have a feeling...
1: we have four stuck together. The original one is Frontera Grill, and then our high and fine dining place is Topolobampo. We also have our casual, casual place called Shoko, and the newest one is Bar Sotoño and it's in the basement below Frontera Grill, and it's sort of a speakeasy bar, but with a full menu.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us. Have a good time.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Rick Bayless. Mary's got to check on weather and traffic, and then we get into the newsroom temperature check next.